are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. So guess what episode we are on? We have officially made it to episode number 350 of TKO. And... Oh my goodness, like when I tell you guys that I have had to re-record this beginning part of the show so many times because I've been generally getting emotional and just obviously I don't want to cry on air. So uh, I had to just stop myself (laughs) and recollect myself and then restart recording. But it does make me very emotional to be making, like, just vocalizing the fact that we have been doing 350 episodes of TKO since 2016. And just, you know, looking back on the journey and how far we've come. Obviously, you know, when we initially started the show, like, we were just kind of gauging what sort of content you guys would want to hear every single week and week by week we listen to you we try to incorporate whatever feedback that y'all were giving us and we try to make the show as better as possible and for us to have made it this far 350 episodes later it's just it really warms my heart it makes me emotional it gives me goosebumps and it just makes me feel like I'm being showered in a rainstorm of gratitude <laughs> because that's what it truly feels like. And so I just wanted to, again, use this platform and say, and I feel like I say this a lot, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how many times I say it. I just want to emphasize that we would not be here right now without your love and support, TKO Nation. We would not be here without the love and support that we have received from our family at CFRU 93.3 FM, our Fruby family. Uh, just for me to even think about the, the warmth and friendliness of our family at the radio makes me even more emotional. <laughs> so all in all, I just wanted to take this moment to express my gratitude to every single one of you every single listener of the show if you listen through the radio waves if you listen online on spotify apple Podcasts, whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast i see you i listen to every single thing y'all have to say all of your comments and again like we would not have made it thus far without your support and without your love and it just you know again like Actually, you know what? This is one of the first times that I'm like, I'm so happy this is not like a video podcast because I look like 
I am a mess uh, from just emotionality. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. But uh, it's all the emotions that are coming out. It's like, I don't know. I'm an emotional person, just like in general. But and they like happy emotions. It's just like a lot of emotions that are happy. They come out in terms of, you know, just, yeah. Anyways, I don't know if I can articulate that any better. But all in all, I love you guys so much. I feel your love. And every single week, I try to reciprocate your love. Mm, so this one's for you guys. This one is for you, TKO Nation, episode 350. All right. Okay, so... I'll be totally honest with you guys. <laughs> now, I have been very excited for this episode uh, for the longest time, and I'm so happy that it's finally here. But, you know, as humans, we have different things going on in our lives. And in the case of your host right here, I have to be honest, I had a relatively rough day today. And you know, I knew that I was going to record TKO today, but I was like, mm, okay, like, I really hope that it's not rushed, yada, yada, especially because for the rest of the week, I've already told you guys that I'm a graduate student, I'm doing my PhD. For the rest of the week, I will be working very hefty hours in the lab. I supposedly, if everything goes well for my experiments, I'm supposed to be working in the lab for more than 12 hours every day. And uh, there's just a lot going on in that in that realm of my life. Uh, so I just I have to be honest, I'm going to be totally vulnerable with you guys. I have been very uh, stressed over the past few days. And, you know, I again, I bring this up because I know there's a lot of people out there who can probably at least take some mental notes and put it like put it into use for their own life so I really say it not just so because I can talk about my own life experience I say it because I really hope that it resonates with at least one of you out there and you're able to apply it to your own life so you know when you got so much going on in life when you feel like you're overwhelmed and you just can't take it anymore take a step back and call somebody that you know is your ride or die. It could be a family member. It could be your best friend. It could be your partner. Whoever it is. You know you have someone like that in your life. Even if it's just one person. Take a step back and just call that person and be like. Yo, listen, I need you. Yo, I'm having a rough day. And I just need to talk to you. Because I'll tell you what, that is exactly what I did before I started recording TKO. And it just feels like I don't even know what to like, what analogy to use for it. It's like you literally take a very high dose Tylenol for this immense amount of pain that you've been experiencing for the whole day. So it's really important for us to have such genuine connections in your life so that when we are going through tough times, and we need somebody to just have our backs or just, you know, on the end, of, on the other end of the phone, just just go to us, be like, you got this. You're stronger than what you think. And you got this. You will come out of this stronger than ever. And I believe in you. For you to have someone in your life who is able to tell you all that stuff is very important. And so me putting this out there, I just wanted to say, y'all are not alone. 
when you think that the worst is happening to you or you're going through so much turmoil in your life in whatever aspect, you are not alone. You have people in your life who care about you, who support you and who love you and who will be there for you at an instant. So you know what? When you do feel overwhelmed like that, just take a step back, take a deep breath and call that person, call your person and be like, yo, (laughs) I'm going through the thick of it right now. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. That's exactly what I did before I started recording TKO. I picked up the phone and I called up my best friend, Miss Julia Pfeiffer on FaceTime and shout out to Julia. I know she does listen to the show and she's honestly one of the best (laughs) human beings I've ever met in my whole life. And, um, we're kind of like planning our pregnancies together. (laughs) You know, just that type of relationship. Like, you know, when you just meet your soulmate in the format of a friend, this is this person, Julia, my life. And so uh, I just want to give a big shout out to Julia for her love and support for me and also like her support for the show as well. I know she's always very uh, supportive of the show and I really, really appreciate that. So all that being said, I just wanted to put this out there for everybody who needs to listen to it. You are not alone. You know, some crazy stuff uh, can be happening in your life. You feel like you're just not able to take it anymore. But trust yourself. Trust the people who love you. Take a step back and just call them up. And you'll be surprised at the amount of love and support that you'll be getting from them. Period. Okay. So that's that. All right. So now that we got that out of the way. I I guess another reason why I've been I've been feeling kind of um sorrowful if that's a word is I was browsing through my social media the other day and the UFC actually posted a video like a um tribute video to the one and only Elias Theodoro rest in peace um it's been more than a year since we've lost Elias Theodoro uh, because of cancer, unfortunately. Elias Theodoro, um, so I just want to use this platform to, you know, just rem- like let everybody remember who Elias was, um, especially because when I saw that post, I just, it just inflicted a bunch of emotions in me. And it is incredibly sad that we have lost such a talented uh, fighter and such an incredible person to cancer. Elias Theodoro, just to briefly talk about what he was able to accomplish in this life. You know, he just had the heart of the champion. He was fighting for the UFC. He was the ring man, actually, for Invicta for some period of time. And this man was not afraid of expressing himself. Uh, he was always himself inside and outside the octagon. He had so much fight in him. And uh, also one of the reasons why, you know, I just felt very closely associated with him just mentally because uh, y'all probably know he's from Toronto. But actually, so I had seen him at the University of Guelph training with the wrestling varsity, like the varsity wrestling team at the University of Guelph. So I know that he would regularly come to Guelph and uh, work on his wrestling with some of the coaches that we had here. Um, So it's just really unfortunate for us to 
you know, actually, like, when people are gone, you you go through the grieving period and then you kind of accept it. But then when there's a reminder of how we've lost that person, when that person had so much potential in this world, it's it's just so heartbreaking and... You know, obviously there's nothing that we can do about that, but what we can what we can do is to keep the memory of this person alive, not just for now, but for many, many, many years to come. And even though uh, a few days ago when the UFC posted that video, it wasn't officially the um, anniversary of Elias Theodora's passing, but I still appreciated how you know, it's good to remember those loved ones that are no longer with us. And it just breaks my heart. But at the same time, you know, like for us to even be talking about Elisa Dora on our 350th episode, you know what? I do dedicate this episode to Elisa Doro. I really hope that somehow this is able to reach him on the other end. And um, we're still thinking about you, Elias. And I really hope that you know, you're, you're in a much better place now. And, uh, I know that he was suffering a lot because of the cancer that he was dealing with, but, you know, his memory will actually live on forever. That is one thing for sure. So rest in peace to Eliseodoro. We will not forget your accomplishments and your amazingness. And this one's for you, Elias. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Ooh, and I was already feeling emotional and now I'm just like, just don't cry. Just don't cry. Okay, so y'all, there's been a lot happening in the world of combat sports as expected. (laughs) So um, I kind of want to start off by talking about, hmm, which one should I talk about? This is this is not like the biggest (laughs) update but I do want to talk about something boxing related. This is related to Golden Boy Promotions, which belongs to <laughs> Mr. Oscar De La Hoya, the notorious Oscar De La Hoya. Now, sorry. Also, I'm jumping topic to topic so much. Speaking of notorious, shout out to Conor McGregor, who recently welcomed his uh, baby boy because <laughs> um, notorious Conor McGregor. So shout out to him for becoming a new dad again. But anyways, going back to Oscar De La Hoya, the notorious Oscar De La Hoya. Why do I call him the notorious? Well, he's been getting into some really interesting stuff recently. So we know that Oscar De La Hoya is a very well-renowned former boxer. He's a former world champion. When he retired from boxing, he started being a promoter for his own uh, promotion company, Golden Boy Promotions. Now, things have been going pretty okay for him, especially because he signed Canelo Alvarez at some point in time. Uh, (laughs) And as we can tell, you know, Canelo Alvarez is, I mean, still to this day, one of the biggest boxing stars of the modern era. So for Oscar De La Hoya to have him on his promotion, that was a huge deal for him. Now, Things were good for only a period of time until uh, Canelo Alvarez was released from his 11 fight 
$365 million deal uh, that he had made with Golden Boy Promotions in uh, 2020 after he had actually sued the promotion. So that was back in Canelo's case. And so things started to get a little bit murky uh, for Oscar De La Hoya in that sense. And people were like, okay, like how could you possibly piss off Canelo? Blah, blah, blah. Like what's happening? Is this just like a business thing? Or is there like more feud behind the scenes? All that. So then um, (laughs) fast forward to today. Things are now a little bit off between Oscar De La Hoya and one of his other superstars in his promotion, Ryan Garcia. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So the same story is just happening all over again. And to my knowledge, uh, Ryan Garcia still signed with Golden Boy Promotion. But he's like actively beefing with the promotion. In fact, he did have a fight uh i think this past weekend against uh another opponent oscar duarte and so like this was a fight that golden boy promotions was actively promoting and (laughs) even though ryan garcia like fought and won the fight at the press conference and this was what was really fishy to me at the press conference he um started actively talking trash about Oscar De La Hoya and uh, Bernard Hopkins, who's also part of Golden Wind Promotions, just like right in front of their face. Like there was actually a video of Ryan Garcia talking smack about them. And then Oscar De La Hoya is literally standing behind <laughs> Ryan Garcia. And like his face, you can see in his facial expressions that he's just taken aback so much. And he's just like, uh, what is happening sort of thing. So you can tell there's a lot going on between uh, the promoters and the fighters in this organization. And you know when something keeps happening over and over and you see a pattern for something you gotta just stop and think okay what's going on is it just every single fighter that's having issues with them or maybe there's something with the promoters Hmm. i wonder what that is but you know what on this platform it is not our job to be judging one party or another we're just giving you the facts and you can decide for yourself (laughs) maybe we're judging a little bit i don't know but um all in all, interesting stuff happening. A lot of drama happening, actually, with uh, Golden Boy Promotions. But time will tell what will happen, especially in the case of Ryan Garcia. I mean, he, he still won his fight. Like, all the thing is, all this drama is just noise. It doesn't even impact how good of a fighter or a boxer these top-notch fighters are. Like, it didn't really matter uh like if canelo fights under golden one promotions or if he fights under um oh my god what's that guy's name anyways my brain is working the british guy eddie hearns like it doesn't matter if he fights for oscar de la hoya or eddie hearns as uh, his promoters canelo will always be canelo and i think it's the same here for ryan garcia like doesn't matter if he's going through uh bs with uh, oscar de la hoya He's a top-notch fighter, and he'll just continue to be that unless there's just something happening that is deeply just weakening his mentality in this aspect, which is a whole nother story. But, you know, my point being, like, it doesn't matter what promotion these guys fight under. Yeah, they might get paid 
more one way or another depending on the specific promotion and how much they're able to negotiate for the fighters um however the fighter will always be the the fighter that they are uh, their talent isn't gonna be impacted just because they're in a certain promotion or in, or in a different promotion it is what it is but anyways so i just want to update you guys on that i just thought it was really interesting that the same thing is happening now to a different fighter in this case ryan garcia when it already happened to canelo alvarez and somehow oscar de la hoya is the common denominator here now i let y'all be the judge huh okay <laughs> All right, so that was just like a little bit of just, um, you know, some tea sipping throughout the episode. But I do want to talk to you guys about this fight night that we had this past weekend, uh, which was headlined by a very interesting bout between Benil Daryush and Arman Surakian. So uh, this fight we already kind of broke down on our previous episode. We talked about how Benil Darius just has the heart of the champion. Like, doesn't matter if he's ready, if he's not, he'll just come in there, pretend, like, eat, not pretend, sorry, that was the wrong word to use, but he will always just come in with the same amount of, okay, I got this, like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do my best. That's his mentality, and it's very important to have that mentality not just in sports but also in life in my opinion so that's why i personally really adore benil daryush and his just mindset and how he kind of applies it to his fighting uh now arman sarukian also i'm just saying it with such an accent it's just my my persianess coming through and i know arman is from armenia so you know our neighboring country holla what's up uh viva hayastan you know uh <laughs> okay so uh arman on the other hand he is a young beast that uh, i can tell you that uh arman he has been finding some interesting names and i think i kind of talked about this on our previous episode and that armand actually fought islam makachev before islam makachev oh my god <gasps> okay sorry i just pulled it on a string and i thought my microphone was dismantled but anyways <laughs> also yeah today we are recording from our home studio after being in cfru for quite a few weeks but today i was like okay ah, i just had a long day in the lab and uh there's a lot going on in life but anyways anyways coming back to this so arman sarukian he um actually has fought islam makachev in the past before he was the champion and he was defeated in that fight which i mean i don't want to say it makes sense because i don't want to disrespect arman sarukian because I mean, we saw how powerful of a fighter he was on Saturday night, even though he had prior loss to Islam many years ago. You know, I, I'm a huge believer that you should let recent performances speak for themselves. So in this case, the way that he performed against Benil Daryush, it was in such a sense that... <laughs> You know, this man came out there, was like, okay, time to get the task done. And he just went out there, got the task done, and boom, that was it. Because as you may recall, in the very first round, when only a minute and a bit had passed, Armas Rukian, he came in and TKO'd Benil Dariush, which is absolutely wild. I can't remember if I had mentioned in our previous episode when I was breaking down this fight uh, uh, anything about Benil Daryush's 
like Chen because he has shown that he is prone to getting knocked out in uh, in past fights. That being said, I mean it happens. It's just part of combat sports. But at the same time, with the sort of dominance that Arma Sarukian had in this fight, it just kind of showed us that okay, maybe we should keep an eye out for this guy, especially because he, you know, he has been fighting in the UFC for a bit. But we haven't really seen him fight top-notch fighters at this level. Like, not talk about Islam back in the day. Because Islam back in the day, I mean, everybody has a starting point, right? In the UFC, like, not everybody is just going to start as a champion. So even with Islam Makachev, like, he had to go through his own trajectory to success and stuff. And so, um, anyway, so what I'm trying to get at is, you know, Armand Sarukian, like, he started... At the start, sorry, that was, <laughs> did that make sense? Like he started at the beginning line, at the start line. And now it's like, he's doing this 100 meter dash. And then at first he was like, taking a bit to have a strong start. But now he's at that phase that he's trying to accelerate and literally rush to the finish line. And it's, it's looking very powerful. I really hope that that analogy made sense because it kind of does me. I, so I really hope that y'all are able to picture it and uh, make the analogy make, <laughs> like work for yourself. But um, that's what it seems like with Armand Sorukian. And so um, in this case, after he knocked out Benil Dariush, he actually said in his post-fight interview that man's called out the champion. Okay, he called out Islam Makachev again. And he was claiming that he has improved so much since the last time that he had fought against Islam Makachev. And <laughs> I mean, it definitely looked like he had improved. Now, for us to say... Okay, this is like a comparable challenge for Islam Makachev. In all honesty, y'all, I'm not really sure if I would go to that extent. <laughs> he's a great fighter, don't get me wrong. Like, he's only had three losses on his record. And out of the 21 wins that he's had, he's had nine wins by knockout itself and eight of them being in the first round. So when this man wants to finish, he finishes like very like pretty strong <laughs> so yeah i think that he's a very potent fighter but for us to go to the extent of saying hmm he can go against islam right now in all honesty if i was part of his team i would strongly discourage him from actually going and fighting off against islam makachev there's many factors in place so i'll give you my perspective from what I've seen other young talents in the UFC go through when they've been given that big shot very early on when they still needed some time to warm up to it and still needed time to prepare for it. So if y'all remember Sage Northcutt, who was this young prospect back in the day, maybe like circa 2015, 2016, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's still around, but at the time he was like, what, 19, 20, 21? I can't even remember. But he was just this jacked karate kid who had entered the UFC, just knocking people out left and right, superhuman talent. And then the UFC was like, okay, we're going to have him face against like some of the top guys that we have. And lo and behold, Mans was getting hit and defeated left and right. So, you know, as as exciting as it is to see these young talents just 
get to that acceleration level, not at their prime yet though, it's so important. It's like such a fine line for us to, as as matchmakers or people in these people's corners being like, ooh, okay, maybe you should have a couple more just casual fights until you get to that top level because <laughs> like you literally just made it here. <laughs> And it's exciting, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you gotta work yourself up to it because if not, you're gonna end up like Sage Northcutt. And I'm so sorry if I came across as if I was crapping on Sage Northcutt because I'm not. I w- it's just it was one of the most prominent examples that came to my mind when when I was thinking about you know young talent in the UFC going to waste. In all honesty, so I really hope that. Whoever's in Armand, um, uh, oh my God, whoever is in Armand Sarukian's corner is able to warn him, you know, that's great, bro. But also, please be mindful of who you're fighting. Maybe have a couple more warm up fights and then think about potentially if you want to face off against the champion or not. Anyways, all in all, amazing performance by Armand. Shout out to Benil Daru. Should we back stronger than ever? We'd love to see him fight. All right, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to be having for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Janan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.